Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, we are just a few days away from the Flyers season opener. The roster has been announced, so we're going to get into storylines and a prediction for the season at the end of it. Uh, so a lot to cover here on this Flyers Talk podcast before the games finally, finally start. So, Joe, let's get into our storylines from three to one. What's your third storyline entering the regular season here? Uh, for me, it's it's all about number three will be the development of the of the young kids on this team. Um, we saw some of it last year. Um, Torts was big and consistent with his messaging about the subtractions were as big a part of of this rebuild process as as the uh additions were and um to me the reason for that is you want to know what what these kids are going to do and now there's a little more room for them we're going to see more from a few of these guys uh we saw some it's not even just the guys that didn't play a ton last year to me it's it's a lot about got the guys like kate's do they take a ju- another jump in their game? Uh, we know Torts was very high on him last year. So um, does he take another leap in his game? Um, so to me, it, it's all about development because really, I mean, that's the key to this whole thing is the development of the youth of this team. And and also, um, you know, you, you he said it to us in an interview that, that we'll have on on our uh, our opening night uh, pregame show. He the subtracting is not finished. He he made that clear. So there's still some, I guess, weeding out that that there is to do. I mean, we even saw it with Wade Allison being placed on waivers the other day. I mean, there there clearly is still some. Um, there there are some players that just aren't going to be here. I mean, that's obvious. That, I mean, that that's a reality for every team. But um, for this team in particular, there were a lot of uh, – the subtractions were the headlines of the offseason. And I don't think that part is done. And, and you still have to figure out which, which of these young guys are NHL players yeah. and which guys are, are just minor league players. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't think that evaluation is close to being finished yet with certain guys. So to me, that's that's a huge, uh, huge storyline heading into the season. I agree, Joe. I think they still have a ton to figure out. Uh, even a guy like Morgan Frost, 
as you mentioned, Noah Cates, can these guys take another step? What's the next step for them? And I, I think Frost is a guy that you think with John Tortorella, the coach still wants to figure out about him, you know, figure out more about him. Like what kind of ceiling does he have? Is he a second line player? Is he a third line player? Uh, so while Frost has his spot solidified, even players like him, I think the organization is still trying to get the best read on uh, if these guys are a part of the future long, long term. Yeah, I, I, Frost is a perfect example because, yeah, yeah, we all pretty much know Frost is going to be here. But is he going to be here in a bottom six role or is he going to be here in a top six role? And if he's going to be here in a top six role, he probably needs to take a, a leap to – really established that yeah um so you know we morgan frost is one of those guys where last year you could tell john tortorella talked about him in a lot of terms that were potential ish you know like he would he would always talk about the potential and then he would be hard on him when he didn't play well and those are the guys I feel like it's almost like he's rooting for them because he knows it's there, but they have to show it. And um, th- he's one of those guys. And and there's a few of those guys where it's not necessarily about whether they'll be here. It's about where they'll be here. Um, so there's a lot of stuff from there's those decisions and then decisions about whether or not certain guys will be here. So there's a, there's still a lot uh, to go on and, you know, they, they haven't – nobody strayed away from the messaging of this is going to take a while. So this is all part of that. The Flyers open the season on Thursday night in Columbus against the Blue Jackets, 7 p.m. puck drop. As Joe mentioned, on Flyers pregame live, they'll have an exclusive interview with John Tortorella. You don't want to miss that. It's at, uh, Pregame live is at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I know from just talking with Ashlyn Sullivan, Joe, I know you guys have plenty – to unpack on pregame live. So uh, looking forward to that. I hope fans tune in for sure. Yeah, Joe, for me, uh, my third storyline is Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson. I still think those two are going to be huge storylines. Can they stay healthy? How do their bodies respond to a full grind of an 82-game season? And I just think they can be difference makers if they are healthy. Sean Couturier, especially even in the preseason as the games ramped up uh, toward the end, as he got more games, you could see him on the ice before taking a face-off. He's directing young players, telling them where to stand, where to go, and then he's winning that face-off almost always. I mean, like that goes a long way throughout a course of a game and a season when you have a guy of his caliber showing players how to do things and winning face-offs and dictating possession. Like, I just think he can be such an important player, and if those two are not healthy, I think this team could take it a considerable step back. I mean, if you think about it, in many ways, Couturier is replacing Cam, uh, excuse me, Couturier is, play, is replacing Kevin Hayes and Cam Atkinson is replacing James Van Riemsdyk. And if you take away Couturier and Atkinson for chunks of the season, then yeah, they, they're missing a ton of veteran presence and they, they look even younger. And that's when I think they could take a step back, which some would debate whether that would be helpful or not for the rebuild. But Long story short, Couturier Atkinson, I think, are very important players. And Atkinson's even one where if he's healthy and producing, perhaps he's a guy the Flyers look to move 
at the trade deadline. Uh, I think he would be a real attractive piece for contending teams. And I think Atkinson maybe would be open to it. Uh, at 34 years old, I think he would love a shot to maybe go win. I'm not saying he's not invested here. Uh, he's a you know very much a leader here, but um, a, a guy that could be a trade piece uh, when they have important decisions come come the trade deadline. Yeah, I um, uh, Couturier and Atkinson. That this kind of leads me into my second one because they're my second one. Oh, perfect. And, um, and uh, this team struggled mightily in scoring goals. Um, and Cam Atkinson scores goals. And Sean Couturier sets up goals and scores them. So, as you mentioned, you know, you, you could say they replaced those two guys that are no longer here. Um, but I think they'll bring more offense than those two guys brought, at least last year. Um, so, that to me is, if you're going to compete in games – you have to score goals and I'm not breaking any news here. This is just these guys, they help that process. And I mean, really, if you look at the lineup without those two guys in it, outside of Travis connecting, I'm not sure who you're looking at to score goals. Um, so those, and, and it, you mentioned the veteran leadership and their presence just in the locker room and particularly I look at, like you mentioned, a guy with like Sean Couturier and his help with the development of some of these young players. And I think about a guy like Cates in particular, taking that next step and how key Sean Couturier could be in that, um, in that area, because Cates is kind of a, a similar player in the sense that he's a two, he's a two-way guy um, towards is happy with his game on both ends. And if you want to continue to develop in that area, what better way to, to develop than a, than kind of learning from a guy that, that was the best in the league at it a few years ago. So um, I, I think Couturier's presence is huge, but both of those guys in generating offense, which is, one of the key struggles, and John Tortorella talked about that in the preseason, talked about it a ton last year about how their issue was scoring goals and guys that when they had a chance to make a play, they needed to finish it. Well, those two guys know how to do that. So um, to me, they are – you can't stress enough the importance of those two players in the lineup. Yeah. Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Joe, we all know the power play struggles the team had. It was less than the league uh, in 2022-23. Katoria and Atkinson are two guys that could help there. Uh, and, and like you said, overall, just in the goal-scoring department, uh, they, they need a boost, and those two guys have a track record of putting the – putting the puck in the net. Joe, for me, my second storyline will just be defense. I think that's where the questions really permeate for the Flyers is defensively. Uh, you lose Tony D'Angelo, Ivan Provrov, Justin Braun. Um, they, they want to get younger on the back end, but we'll see when that will really take shape. Uh, they still have a veteran look with Sean Walker and Mark Stahl. And, uh, but, of course, they have some kids pushing like Igor Zamola and Emil Andre, uh, just to name a few. Ronnie Adder, Adam Jinning. Uh, so they have some prospects, 
But how young will they get? Uh, when will it happen? And what could the team look like after the trade deadline uh, on defense? Uh, but I really think that's going to be their their biggest area of concern is def- is defense. Um, I think their picture and ingredients up front is not all that terrible. I think their forward group has some promise there. Defensively, I just think they have a lot to prove. Cam York is going to get his first full crack at the NHL. A lot to prove. Travis Sanheim needs to bounce back in a big way. There's a lot to prove there. Uh, what can Rasmus Ristolainen do? Maybe in more minutes, a ton to prove there. Um, what do the pairs look like? Uh, I think there's still question marks there. So a lot um, to figure out. And as we all know, I think the teams that take the biggest steps have an identity on the back end. Uh, they have consistency. They have, uh, they're, they're stabilized on the back end. And I just don't, def- I don't think the Flyers are there yet. So to me, defensively, just keeping an eye on what happens on the back end will be um, something worth watching all season. Yeah, and uh, that leads me right into my number one, my number one defense. Um, (laughs) And kind of going back to what we were talking about a little earlier about there's a lot of these guys where you might not know whether they're NHL players or not. I think, unfortunately, a lot of those guys are defensemen. And the guys that you just rattled off are a lot of them. Zamula. Uh, well, I mean, I think we all think Emil Andre is going to be an NHL defenseman. I don't know if he's there yet. Uh, Jenning, these guys are, I guess you could call them like fringe guys, you know. Um, and you can't have too much of that on your defense going into the season because then you're going to have problems and, you, and you're going to struggle to establish an identity as a team. Um, and you know, the seasons as they start, you mentioned Sandheim has to bounce back. There's a lot of pressure on York now to be the guy because Ivan Provorov's not here anymore. Um, and and we talked about this on this podcast several times. Rasmus Ristolainen may have been the Flyers' best player over the last month of the season last year mm-hmm. or maybe even longer. He starts the season on IR, but hopefully he's back soon. And uh, And, you know, can he keep that up? And does he continue to play in the way that he played late last season where he was still solid, but I mean, he was still his solid defensively, but he looked to create some offense more. And that was not a part of Risto's game that we saw um, prior to that point. So to me, that's, that's a, uh, which Risto do we get? Um, because I think that was a, a spark for the Flyers, the way he played at the end of last season. Um, so, and I think he was one of their most improved players from year to year, um, from the two seasons ago to last season. So, uh, I I think those are all good things, but there's a lot of question marks because certain guys may have to change the way they play based on increased minutes, decreased minutes. Um, and then you mentioned the veteran presence with the uh, Mark Stahl back there, Sean Walker. I mean, you have, you have veterans who will probably play third pair and barring injuries, they will be third pair. Um, but they still have an influence on the team. That's why they were brought here. 
particularly a guy like Mark Stahl. He's played for a long time. He's won. He's experienced most of everything there is to experience in this league. And I think he can teach a lot of the young guys. Um, but it's kind of figuring out who who's an NHL guy. I mean, just to bring up Zamula for one, he's a guy we talk about on this podcast a lot about most to prove, most to lose. He fits into both of those categories because the time is now when it's based on his age and things like that, you know, the time is now for him and they need to know whether he's an NHL player or if he's going to be on the Phantoms. And, you know, when we talk about how this team has a lot of work to do, that's an area where there's still a lot of work to do because there's a lot of guys that are fringe, whether they're NHL players or not for the long haul. John Tortorella even said he thinks the Flyers will have some horror shows on the back end. And I don't think that's a bad thing. If, if they're looking younger and they're trying to, figure out if prospects are going to be players sooner rather than later. Uh, you got to play them and you have to let them go through mistakes. At the end of the day, I think we all know the Flyers are not making a push for the playoffs or at least the people on the outside don't think they are. So they, they need to very much figure out some of the guys on the back end and who's going to be an answer, who's not. Um, so if that requires some lumps and some long nights where guys are kind of fighting it and they're playing in the defensive end a lot, I think so be it. Uh, I think that's what the Flyers have to do is identify uh, solutions there. Um, so I think that's going to be worth watching all year. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, your defense is kind of how you establish an identity as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're a team like Edmonton that just scores crazy amounts of goals. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams' identity established on the back, is established on the back end. And um, – Right now, I'm not sure anybody involved with this team knows exactly what that is. So that's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. Joe, my number one storyline, sticking on the theme of the back end, Carter Hart uh, in net. I think he's still the biggest storyline in my eyes uh, for various reasons. One, he's entering a contract year. Uh, two, there was some trade buzz surrounding his name in the offseason. I think that happens when a team – has new leadership, has a new GM, and they're they're open to rebuilding. So can Hart prove that he fits their timeline? Like how quickly do the Flyers start to take strides? Uh, do they envision the rebuild going a little quicker than maybe some anticipate? And then is Carter Hart the backbone to that improvement? And if he is, then perhaps he looks like he still fits their timeline. He's only 25, and maybe they get better in two to three years, and they're starting to – you know, look like a playoff team and maybe a team that could do something. Uh, but if if he doesn't play well, what's his next contract? Is he still their best trade asset? And do the Flyers take a step back and realize maybe their goalie of the future is not Carter Hart uh, and it's somebody else and they need to maybe facilitate the rebuild by using him in a trade scenario? So I think Carter Hart is just a huge storyline with his contract, with where the team may be in its rebuild. Um, is he going to take that next step? Is he not? I think they're all questions uh, that need to be answered this season, and I think we'll get answers. Uh, I think a very telling season for Carter Hart and the Flyers there in that regard. Yeah, absolutely, because you mentioned the timeline, and it's kind of unfortunate that he had the beginning of his career has kind of crossed over yeah. um, 
like the Giroux era and then the rebuild era because no one's exactly sure how long this is going to take. And Carter Hart's into his career now. So is he going to be the guy by the time this team's ready to compete? That's a big question that needs to be answered. And um, again, you know, you, you mentioned the trade buzz. I'm not sure how many guys on this team could yield a big return in a trade. And I think Carter Hart's one of those guys. And I think the Flyers need to determine sooner than later whether or not they're going to use – whether or not he's going to be here and and ride this out or whether or not he's going to be a big tool, like you said, in kind of bringing in the young guys and, and, and furthering this youth movement because um, – I mean, let's be honest. If you're, if half of his career is going to be spent in a, a rebuild, or you know, I'm not saying half from this point. I'm saying half, like if you go back to when he first came up. I don't know that that's the best decision for the team. So, as he enters a contract year, I think you're right. It's really. Um, I feel like every season we've said this is a huge year for Carter Hart. Yeah. Um, I think this year is the, is definitely the same, but I think it's for much different reason than the last few years. Because, um, of course, obviously when he first came up, he was kind of saddled with being the future of the franchise. Um, and then he had the down time after the playoff run in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, where we kind of – he just looked like – and sounded like a different player. And then he bounced back. And so every year there's kind of been this theme of a big storyline surrounding this goaltender. And this year I think it's – you said it, the contract year. And, and with the contract year comes a lot of other things like – will he be here? So yeah, I, I, you can't, you can't stress enough how big of a year this is for Carter Hart. And Joe, it's still kind of crazy to me to think he made his NHL debut when he was 20. He's 25 now, and he still hasn't played a playoff game in Philadelphia. He hasn't played a playoff game in front of fans. Obviously his only playoff appearance came in the bubble uh, with no fans. So to think that Hart is now established and 25 and hasn't seen playoff hockey in Philadelphia. It just kind of tells you where the Flyers have gone. Uh, yes, COVID-19 played a major impact in in that fact, but uh, still hard to believe in that, that, you know, Hart has really not had that playoff type of experience yet. And it tells you just kind of how far the Flyers have gone south and they're trying to get back, you know, to where maybe they're in that conversation a little bit. Right. And on that point, I don't think anybody's under any illusions that he's going to be playing one anytime soon. Yeah. Which may be a factor in his mind about his own career. So that that's a big factor as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe, as we said, Carter Hart will have a big say in where this team finishes. So let's get to our prediction portion here. Where might the Flyers finish in your eyes? How many points? Maybe where in the standings? Uh, give us your take, Joe. I think this team is going to be – hovering around the 10th, 11th um, spot in the East. And I would say the, the, they'll finish in the high 70s in points. 
I don't think it's going to be a question whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't see them um, competing to that high a level in game in bit in the big games. And um, you know, the East, like it has been, is pretty loaded again. And uh, so I don't see that, but I see them being more competitive than last year. Um, and I, I do see an identity starting to come through and I feel like last year was kind of littered with a lot of like, okay, well, that guy's not going to be here. That guy's not going to be here. And that seemed to, I mean, that was a messaging from the co- from the head coach for a lot of the year. So I, I think there'll be less of that and more of how far has this guy developed or how much has this person improved or how much is it has you know, is this guy an NHL player? Again, we mentioned that a lot during this podcast. So, um, but I, I don't, I think their style of play will look different, more competitive. A lot of these guys use the, the hard to play against messaging. So I I think that will all be improved. Um, I don't think, I think the standings will be kind of similar to last year, but maybe a few point difference, um, but finishing around the same spot and, uh, um, you know, out of the playoffs. But that's not anything that's not expected at this point um, for me or anyone else. I think a lot of people forget the Flyers kind of overachieved last year. Uh, as, as as difficult as the year was, probably for so many fans to stomach, they did actually overachieve, if you think about it, with no Cam Atkinson, no Sean Couturier. And they saw improvement in wins, points. Um, coming off a season where they lost 57 games. So there was improvement. Joe, I think it's realistic to think that they can make another jump, but not a real huge one, kind of something you alluded to. Uh, They had 75 points last year. I think it's realistic they finished with 81 points. Uh, Maybe turn a couple of those overtime losses into wins. Um, If Sean Couturier and Kim Atkinson can stay healthy, I think it's possible they're still in it come February. They, they were kind of in it at the start of February last year. They were kind of in the race and um, in the picture, but then they fell off. I think that's possible it happens again. Uh, and, of course, the trade deadline could take a big chunk of their roster away uh, if things go maybe how people think. Uh, so I, I think 81 points, I don't know exactly where that will put them in the standings, but – some strides will be taken, but another year of no playoffs, and I don't think that's going to be a huge surprise. Uh, I think the key thing, as you mentioned, Joe, will be how do they start to really developing players? Are some of the middle-age players, you know, 24, 25 range, are they taking steps? And, of course, are their prospects getting looks and uh, showing maybe the Flyers they can be players too? I think those will be the key points to the season uh, and how the Flyers fare. But, Joe, it'll be interesting to see uh, for sure. Joe, did you have one more point? Yeah, no, I just was going to say I, I think that's going to be our theme is is mm-hmm. who's taking steps um, and are the steps forward or backward because, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, we're realistic here. I mean, some of these guys are going to take steps backwards, and yeah. that's just part of this whole rebuild process is evaluating on the fly and uh, – and, you know, I, again, that's going to be another season of a lot of that type of storyline um, as this rebuild continues. Yeah, a ton of future talk, a ton of who will be here, who will not, uh, who's going to be an answer. I think those are all questions the Flyers uh, 
front office and coaching staff are going to be looking at this season. Of course, we'll be evaluating it here on the Flyers Talk Podcast. Joe Flores, thank you so much, as always, for joining me. Uh, Great to see you. Great to chat with you. Catch Flyers pregame live produced by our very own Joe Fordyce on Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. There's plenty to watch there, I promise. I've heard about it, and I can't wait to watch myself. Uh, Big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for being flexible with our time, as always. And a big thank you to Flyers fans for for always watching and listening to the Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.